0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on the weekend's biggest talking points Rangers drop points at Hamilton As the Aki's earn a one all draw Neil Lennon says Celtic were outstanding In Saturday's win against Motherwell And Tommy Wright is the new manager of Kilmarnock I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray in the studio And it's Hugh Keevans from home Kilmarnock get their Mr Wright Rangers met Mr Rice and they went off message with a performance at Hamilton that was hilariously summed up in one word by Alan McGregor and the word was rubbish it won't affect the outcome of the championship though not when there are 21 points between Rangers and Celtic but it was a precious point for the Ackies in the relegation battle that is still very much alive where will the life of Brian go from here? All the way to Livy on Wednesday. Alex, every week I say it's been a good weekend, and I'm not even lying. I mean it. Every weekend, always something to get our teeth into. Yeah, without doubt, Celtic pick up maximum points with a win over Motherwell, St Mirren, up to the top six. Gordon, after seeing off Kelly, Dundee United get a good win on a good one on the road at uh, Ross County. St Johnson uh, burst David uh, Martindale's bubble with a two-one win, and Hibs are up to third place. The 2 and win over the Dandy Dons You should know the drill by now But if not 0141 951 1025 Let us know what's on your mind Always easy on a Monday surely Because everyone's team has been involved If you are a fan of the Premiership over the weekend So what did you make of it? Were you happy with your team's performance? Not so much or Was there a refereeing decision that annoyed you? How does this set you up for the coming weeks? All the usual Monday night questions Let's get stuck right in 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter If you'd prefer At Clyde SSB But we do put you two on the spot Just to Give people a flavour Of what was out there Over the weekend Your result of the weekend Please Mr Keevans Aki's won Rangers won There were 56 points Between them at kickoff. There were still 56 points Between them at time up But what a great point For the Aki's And if it hadn't been For Alan McGregor Rangers Tilt at invincibility would have been over. Yeah, I, I was going to go for that one. However, I'll go for the Hibs result at home mm-hmm. against Aberdeen. Five points clear of them now with a, a you know a good chance of kicking on. All right, this is where you give out some credit. What about your goal of the weekend, Hugh? I'm going Lauren Shankland for Dundee United at Ross County. It was box to box, not a county player touched the ball, and the finish from Lauren Shankland was very tidy. Thank you. See, I, I'm going to give people at home a little secret And there's some secrets here Alex Ray just turns up with two of everything So that whatever Hugh takes first <laughs> If he, if he's stolen Alex's idea Then he just goes for his other one I think you liked Shankland as well But you've got another one right yeah. up there Yeah, I think uh, Edward's uh, goal at the weekend was terrific You know, the way he shifted it And managed to that Ultimately turned out to be a winning goal Right, Howler of the Weekend We give with one hand We were giving the credit for the goal of the weekend But who is getting the baseball bat treatment, Hugh? Whether it's a a referee, a keeper, a striker, a collective effort Who was howling this weekend? Kilmarnock's Alan Power at Paisley The definition of dithering And it let in Obika 
You're a new man since you get that vaccination. Somebody's <laughs> going to need to check what was in it. Uh, Alex Ray, how I'm going to uh, collect of one for Rangers. I thought they were really poor yesterday, Gordon, and uh, they were lucky to get away with a point. All right, two one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's go to the phones. And in fact, I tell you what, let's give you a flavour of, of what went on yesterday first, just to set it up for you. Stephen Gerrard agrees. He says Rangers were lucky to leave Hamilton with a point yesterday. Simply not good enough on the day. Disappointed in the all-round performance. But I should be happy really Taking a point from this game Because we didn't deserve anything um, Credit to Hamilton um, Really got in amongst us today Stopped us playing our normal game uh, Really made it difficult for us And uh, had the best chances throughout the game So credit to Brian and his team Because um, I'm actually relieved We're going away from this game with a point My players have been amazing Up to this point um, They deserve all the praise And all the accolades they've had but today I've got no praise for them. I can't because it would be false from me. Um, we weren't good enough today. Um, we nearly won a game ugly. We nearly got a smash and grab. And um, we need to be better than that. Both sides of our game today just wasn't there. Right, Stephen Gerrard didn't sound impressed. What about Darren in Bayliston? How did you see it yesterday, Darren? Hi, guys. Hope you're all safe and well, first of all. Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> um, now I still agree with what Stephen Gerrard said And I think it's actually really professional In what he said because In my opinion When you're playing against all these teams That are at the bottom of the league Obviously Hamilton As we were playing yesterday You should always know that They're the ones that are going to be giving you A fight and chance They're always going to be the ones that will give you A good game because at the same time You can't just say right They're at the bottom of the league We've got a good chance against them they're fighting for promotions. They're fighting to stay up. So they're always going to be the ones to give you a good game. It wasn't the game for us yesterday. It was an off day for us yesterday. And I think Alan McGregor, as man of the match, really does sum up how much of an off day Rangers had yesterday. Yes, they were lucky to get away with um, a point, but it could have been no points. So, yeah. I mean, it's it, it just sums, sums up, as I said, Alan McGregor, man of the match, well, it says it all there. It shouldn't be the case, and it's obviously it's one of those things that you just yeah. can't take for granted. Yeah, I don't think it's one that many people saw coming, Alex. We always accept that it's yeah. going to be harder there because of the the surroundings, the pitch, and the general away games are harder than home games usually. Um, but this was a game which finished eight 0 to Rangers, the last yeah. time the sides met. So I'm not sure many people would have predicted one as close as yesterday. Without doubt Gordon I have to commend uh, Brian Rice and his boys About the way they went about their business As I said earlier on I thought Rangers were lucky to get away with a point And uh, Stephen Gerrard says they don't deserve any praise I, I 100% agree with that I think Alan McGregor was the only guy who got pass marks And it was a real below par performance And um, it would have been a smash and grab as well So you know I agree I think uh, Alan McGregor's post-match interview was excellent Because he, he comes out and says they were rubbish They were only good and They'll be looking to do better in the future But again, it's a big point for uh, Hamilton Ackes yeah. uh, Hugh, I suppose off days sting a lot less When it only leaves you 21 points clear at the top You better believe it uh, And I do give Stephen Gerrard credit for this He admitted it was his fault, basically Because he said he left too much quality and personality on the bench And Rangers didn't perk up Until Jack and Davis and Ruth got there So he started... At the head of the house With his examination of why it all went wrong He picked the wrong team I feel like even though he's miles away He must be able to see my bit of paper I was about to play that, that clip in just a second He hasn't spoiled it too much um, Before we get on to the, the personnel thing Darren, I wonder if 
I know people will use that and they'll say, well, that's why the performance was below par because this player played and, and this guy didn't. Is there also not a a human inevitability side of things, Darren, where you're quite simple, you're gonna you're gonna get the odd off day during a season? Is that is that something that can just happen? Well, I wouldn't say it's something that can just happen. I mean, I'll be honest, not every team can go on a winning streak for so long. Every team will get bet, no matter what. Every, every team will get bet. They'll always have an off day. Um, but with yesterday, when obviously the substitutes came on, when Jack came on and Davis came on, you could you could automatically see the difference when the subs actually created to the game. You've seen how much more passing they were doing. You've seen how well they were pressing up the pitch. So mm. I think it shows that with the team Stevie put out when the subs came on, no matter what game it's going to be, it should always be putting out the strongest team. And obviously, right, the way it looked Chester, it looks as if it wasn't on goal that Hamilton yeah. also created for ourselves. And and as you were all saying, even if it was an ugly win, yes, that's still three points. But when it's obviously an off day and you're getting the one each draw, especially at the very last kick of the ball, and obviously Al McGregor right at the end when the camera's pointing at him and he's absolutely going, Half he's not about. Half he's not just about sums it up. I think he was he was he was mildly annoyed. Alex, I did laugh oh. because you don't he doesn't do very much media stuff. You don't yeah. really get the chance to hear from him. So when he's man of the match, he has to go in front of, of the cameras. Essentially, how was it? Rubbish. Oh. Can you take anything from the fact your own performance was so good? No, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Refreshing. Gordon, it was actually good that you can actually see his uh, kind of mentality in some ways you know he's so disappointed about the performance he, he, he just called it as it was but going back to you know Stephen Gerrard in, in terms of the personnel well do you know what Let, let's play that yes. just to add a bit of yep, uh, detail um, thank you very much to Darren in Bayliston Stephen Gerrard as Hugh quite rightly advertised says he did need to look at his own team selection says he left too much quality on the bench did also find some congratulations for Hamilton and the way they approached things well the only reason we, we, we took the lead was because of our goalkeeper he was the busiest out of the two again Griggs has had probably one of his busiest days of the season so he actually kept us in and then you score a goal and, and you, you know you think oh we've got away with one here we could be lucky but uh, credit to Hamilton at the end he got something out of the game and he deserved more out of the game um, so yeah we, we just weren't at the races today um, there's, there's so much for me to look through in that game I have to look at myself as well uh, maybe I left too much quality and personality on the side because um, we looked an awful lot better when the subs come on so um you know, I look at myself as well. But listen, we've been absolutely fantastic, amazing. I can't find the words to describe how well we've done in terms of the league so far this season. Today, we just weren't at the races. You don't have to be called Darren to get on the phones tonight. Other names are okay. But from one Darren in Bayliston, let's bring in another. This one is in Cranhill. What did you make of it yesterday, Darren? Um, I'll just go with um, Stephen Gerrard said. Um, they did, the team didn't play well at all. I don't know why he played Zungu. Instead of Davis and Jack, you know, you could tell they were missing right from the start. I don't know why he didn't go for his strongest team. You know, let's get the win over, the win over the line. But he, he never went for his strongest team. So, and and credit to Hamilton, they, they, you know, they should have won the game. Um, I actually turned it over. Um, you know, obviously halfway through it, I just thought this is this is going to be a nightmare. Um, so, but you know, I, I'm really surprised that Hamilton didn't steal it. And and yeah, credit to Alan McGregor because you know what. He kept us in a game, and we've got Ronald. We've got Europa League coming up, and wow, we need to really, we need to really step up, step up the game. You know, if we're going to do it and 
in Europe you know that was just a, a performance that was horrific Alex when you look at the Rangers team I remember something Andy Halliday said in the show a while ago and it stuck with me he says you can often predict Stephen Gerrard's next team his next midfield so it was midweek when Kamara was on the bench and Stephen Davis was playing and they said something like, well, Davis will be on the bench then on yeah. in the weekend, going to the AstroTurf and whatever else. Um, well, what, what did you make of the team selection? Well, I, I, is this is just it, hindsight now, though? Gordon, Gordon, we have seen Rangers change four and five yeah. people per game. The rotations worked brilliantly for them. Now, yesterday's game, you know, Zungu came in for either one of uh, Davis and Jack because when you look throughout the course of uh, the personnel of this team, there's only two positions that were up for debate, really, because... Zungu Who came in mm-hmm. And then Itten If they had played Davis And uh, uh, Roof I think most people say That was one of their strongest You know And you have to be careful as well Because uh, Ryan Jackson Back from injury The surface is not brilliant But see from now on in Gordon I would imagine that uh, Stephen Gerrard Will be playing these key players Because this Up and coming games mm-hmm. Before the Celtic game You know They've got really, I think it's three or four of them At home as well So they need to take Maximum points Before they get to the old firm Darren Zungu's on loan right There's that option there You're talking about a fee Or a guy that's rated At round about Three million pounds If you can't Try him out Try before you buy So to speak In a game Against a team That's the bottom of the league When you're 20 Points clear at the top When can you Darren? I think I think you know Obviously going back to your point where, You know We were playing them at Ibrox You know 8-0 Eight now we bet them, you know, and, and, and it looked like obviously, you know, at the weekend it was just it was just so slow going, um, obviously getting getting into the game. Um I I, I really don't know the answer to that. I, I, I really don't know if he if he gets a, a, a place in the team, you know, um, obviously after yesterday's performance that was just Jack and obviously Davis were missing right for the start. That was just it was terrible to watch. Uh, Hugh, there's there's nothing wrong with high standards. It, it's difficult to get away with the the fact of the league table still staring you in the face, you know, I can the, these these frustrations must be pretty minor in the grand scheme of things. There's an inclination in our wee world to over exaggerate everything. You can't just be good; you're world class, and you can't just be off form for a day; you're rubbish. So that's the world in which we live. And Rangers, you know, they had won the league on the second of January. The league was finished on the second of January, and they've gone there. The managers picked the wrong team. Those who did start did not live up to expectation and it finished a draw. We let's, move on. Let's take someone like... No, we can't move on yet because we're here till 8 o'clock. I need to try and spin this out a bit more, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Uh, take someone like Zungu, for instance, then, Alex, yeah. because that's the reality for him. He doesn't get a lot of game time and when he does, it's, all right, let's see what you can do. Let, let's see if yeah. you're worth us buying. It, does yesterday show that he is not worth Rangers buying Or is that unfair The fact that the guy's only getting a couple of chances here and there And the full team was off it yesterday But but he in some people's minds is I'm not saying he's to blame But that, that's where a lot of the focus of the discussion has yeah, been and, and it's understandable Gordon Why these guys would be picked out Because they come into the team As as I said You have uh, Zungu and Itten come in However you have nine other players who have had They've been lauded They've been brilliant this season Praise to the hilt And they didn't perform either So you know Because uh, Zungu and Itten You know Were quick to judge these guys Now Itten's come on And played cameos uh, Even when Zungu's come on and At times Normally Rangers are coasting Within games And he, and he just breezes through the games The problem with uh, Zungu is Is he's being judged With Stephen Davis And Ryan Jack 
And they guys are actually performing at a certain level And we haven't quite seen that yet with Zungu Okay, thank you Darren 01419511025 Let's bring in Alan Who's a Rangers fan from Renfrew What do you think Alan? Hi guys, how you doing evening? Thank you Alan, how are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, good I'm good uh, I just wanted to, to make a, a point Obviously The first couple of calls that I've heard tonight um, <clears throat> About what I've read on, on social media Over the last couple of days About about Rangers And I think some of the criticisms Is over the top uh, Certainly the criticism of the manager And, and the team selection um, I think certainly a lot, of, a lot of what I've seen Is basically for um, Zungu coming in And, and Davis and and Jack being on the bench, but everybody knows Davis his age, we know the amount of football he's played in the last the last couple of months. We know Jack's had injury problems and in, in the surface as well, taking all that into effect, I think. Um some of the guys need to get a reality check and we're twenty one points clear. We, we could have the league wrapped up before the split and I'm sure if anybody had been given that opportunity at the start of the season it would have bitten your hand off. Yeah, I mean Hugh, that that's the reality of it, isn't it? People are allowed to, to... To be fussy if they like, you know. Once you, yeah. once you set your own bar, then that that becomes sometimes the, the what you're comparing it to. Yeah, it's a it's a backhanded compliment to Rangers in a sense because, as I say, they had the league one on the second of January when they beat Celtic, uh, and their performances domestically have been outstanding. But they had a stinker, and they still get a draw. There's still twenty one points between Rangers and Celtic, but. They were rotten, and they'll now need to be better when they play Mr. Wright at Ibrooks next Saturday. Alan, are you of a mind to reach any conclusions from yesterday about the ability to play without Ryan Jack, or the ability to play without Stephen Davis, or the ability of Zungu to come in and do a job, or is or are you not willing to base any of those things on, on just what you saw yesterday? I actually like Zungu as a player. I think he looks very comfortable on the ball. He's had a couple of the games he's been brought in. He's had a couple of difficult away games he started against but he started yesterday, which are difficult games on on on, on the surface. I think, um, I, I, ideally in an ideal world, everybody knows you play your strongest team every week. But the the kind of demands of modern day football. Not to forget, we've got two massive games coming up in a couple of weeks against Antwerp. Modern day football, it just it just it just doesn't allow you to play your best team every time. You've got a squad. I mean, Gerard's been quite clear. Uh, or we want two two players for every position, and um, two players that that can come in and do a job. And, and that's purely that he he knows that you've got to make changes at the right time. Um, <clears throat> Jack had played yesterday. He's he's missed a bit of football lately. He's come back in and played. Do you know what I mean? You've got to trust the manager. He's he's, he's made very few mistakes this season. Um, I, I think you, you've got to trust, got to trust them. And if you look at the next Rangers, four out of Rangers' next uh, league games before the before the, the old firm game are, are Ibrooks, uh, where we've lost one goal all season, we've got to be confident of winning these games. Livingston, I know we know it's a tough game again, but um, we've got to be confident. And I think you just need to trust the manager and, and kind of, like I said, have a bit of reality check that that we're not going to be brilliant every week. We've escaped unbeaten yesterday, which was lucky. Um, and we're still uh, we're still unbeaten for, for the season, which is which is phenomenal. All right, Alan, thank you very much. That was Alan in Renfrew. Plenty more to come on that game, I'm sure. What about you, Aki's fans? Is that the point? Is that the the springboard? Is that the proof that you've got the fight in you to stay up yet again? Let us know. Uh, Neil Lennon confirming a certain Celtic defender is on his way out of the club. He also felt that Celtic were outstanding at times against Motherwell at the weekend. But what did you think? Let us know right now. We'll hear from Neil Lennon next. 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here. We just started with yesterday's game. Loads of people trying to get in touch about Rangers' performance. Hamilton Aki's performance as well. Keen to hear from you, Aki's fans. And I'm sure we'll do more on the Rangers side of things. Let's hear from Neil Lennon. Going back to one of Saturday's big matches. Celtic fans, perfect time for you to pick up the phone. Do it right now. Let us know what you made of the game at the weekend. What about the fact that El Hamed is on his way out of the club? 01419511025. The Celtic manager, Neil Lennon, says they were outstanding at times during the win against Motherwell. He thinks David Turnbull's set pieces are giving him a new dynamic. Yeah, I thought we thoroughly deserved it. I thought we were outstanding at times today, you know, for a good 60, 70 minutes. I'm only, my only disappointment was we went more than two goals up really and then obviously Motherwell get a bit of luck with the goal and um, we had an anxious moment obviously at the end and um, thankful to Diego for a great clearance and you know it's a great three points for us. It's a great header but it, the delivery from Turnbull is superb, you know that's um, a real fast set of a game that's improved from David in the point of view so I think some of the football we played today was, was great, I mean the body language and the energy of the team chances created I'm just disappointed that we didn't win the game by more uh, Hugh what did you you make of it I guess for Celtic at the moment just about just trying to string some wins together and, and take the heat off a bit yeah there, there were outstanding moments but they were not outstanding I thought Stephen Welsh took his goal exceptionally well old guys of my age look back and think of Billy McNeil when he used to head them in like that from corner kicks Odson Edward took his goal very well when the rebuild of Celtic begins, as it has to, Gordon, in the summertime, the rebuild will have to be around David Turnbull. He has been exceptional. He's come into a Celtic side at the worst possible time when there's chaos outside the ground and sometimes on the park. The rebuild, though, starts with him because he has risen above everything. Some player... Yeah I do like Turnbull I've said to you many times Gordon He's obviously came from Motherwell A team you're familiar with I just like everything about the boy I think he's uh, His feet are brilliant for a big guy He's always looking to take a pot shot Which you know I love uh, From a midfielder And his set plays are, are very good And he's still so young He will develop into a top player uh, He's got attributes as I said In terms of the outstanding comment from Neil Lennon I thought for you know first 15-20 minutes I thought they dominated the game I thought Motherwell were passive uh, but once Motherwell uh, kind of worked her way into the game, got that fortuitous goal for, uh, through young Campbell, I always felt as if uh, defensively Celtic still look a wee bit ropey at the back. But it's an important three points and it gives uh, the people there a bit of respite. Uh, I mean, we've got thoughts coming in on Twitter already. Here's one from Paul who says, Celtic were better on Saturday until Motherwell scored, then panic set in and what looked like a lack of fitness. We were lucky not to concede late on. Lennon's substitutions absolutely baffle me every single week. Celtic fans, what did you make of it? What did you make of the game at the weekend? The overall picture? Um, and what about this as well? Give us a call right now on this one, 01419511025. After the game, Neil Lennon confirmed Hatim, uh, Hatim Ilhamed is on the verge of a move back to Israel. Uh, Lennon also thinks Odson Edward looks in a much better place than he did earlier in the campaign. A deal's been agreed with Beersheva, so I don't know if it's finalised yet or not. Um... Look, he was going through a real difficult time. You know, we've got to take into consideration the human factor on that. You know, he was, I wouldn't say he was suffering from depression, but he was very, very low, you know, and he was struggling with life away. Um, so I think we've made the right decision and it's the best for him and the club, really. 
Yeah, I think there's more to come from him, you know, you know, at, at times he could have had a hat-trick today, you know, his finishing can, can be better and his work rate can be better, but, you know, he looks in a better place than he was the first half of the season for sure, and um, he's getting his just rewards now with his work rate, you know, he's getting the goals that his play deserves. The news line of that, Hugh, if you like, is El Hamed confirmed by Neil Lennon uh, heading out the club, so again, is that just another part of the, the rebuild? I think we also have to take into account the times in which we live, Gordon. We, we, we talk every night, and as I said last week, Alex spoke very well on two consecutive nights about what it's like just living day to day in the midst of the pandemic. If uh, El Hamed is separated from his wife and child, of course he wants to go back. So I think that's a, a, a transfer on compassionate grounds. With regard to Edward, he's the Premier League's top league goal scorer. Uh, in a season where Celtic have by and large been awful. So he too is some player, but I cannot see him being there next season. In, in the summertime, he must be looking to move. The bit about El Hamed struggling personally, Alex, just every now and then you get a reminder, you know, as, as a fan, or maybe even we're guilty of it as well, we just kind of judge players on are they good or are they not when you know when they cross the line on a Saturday? And sometimes that human side of it gets overlooked. If the guy cannot find happiness here, so be it what, what what can anyone really say about that No and I think Neil Lennon's right It's the best uh, option for both parties uh, Listen if, if you're at a football club and it, Some players do very well Some players don't settle in Sometimes the environment It's just best to cut your losses Gordon But in terms of When you're listening to Neil there Speaking about you know his well-being and things That is the most important thing Because if he's isolated here You're locked down His family's uh, based in, in Israel Then you have to do the right thing by the player what about the comments there on, on Odds and Edward, right? Yeah. Hugh's quite right, the top scorer in the Premiership now, 17 and 29, which by anybody's reckoning is a good ratio. And then particularly since what would that be? Since the sort of mid 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 to late November and onwards, and then you know, a snapshot more recently where he's yeah. been scoring regularly. Is he a victim a li- I'm not I'm not saying he has been brilliant and he's been at his best, but is he perhaps when you look at those numbers, is he a little bit of a victim of the fact that overall things are a struggle at Celtic, so people are struggling for, for, you know, for any real positive. Because with other guys round about him contributing and maybe a few other good performances, I'm sure those numbers would be, would be praised a lot more than they have been. Yeah, Gordon, I think it's eight goals in his uh, last nine games, and so in current form, you know, he's very much, he's hot at the moment. I, I listen to what Neil Lennon says He says he could actually have scored more, and he could be doing a lot bit more in the, in the work rate uh, side of things. When I look at Austin Edward, his numbers are brilliant, but his general overall game, I still think there's a good bit to go. Listen, the boy's so talented. Uh, you know, he should be looking at 20 plus every year, uh, quite comfortable because of that ability. And Neil's just trying to question everybody that, you know, we've heard that with Lee Griffiths. He's just trying to get more and more out of the players so that they can actually go on a sustained run. Uh, Alex, we watched that game in the studio at the weekend. I think everyone's got. Uh, disciplinary fatigue over the weekend we've, We're almost speaking about it too much But you can't then just suddenly stop And ignore some incidents People will be looking at The Devante Cole challenge on Sorrow And wondering if perhaps In the next couple of days We'll see yeah. anything come of that Yeah I'd be very surprised Gordon And again If there wasn't I would be surprised if there was no retrospective um, Do you know the thing is It's um, about the re-refereeing thing It's not quite sitting in, But again it's that consistency thing In terms of how does someone get uh, censured and then someone doesn't? And so 
I'll be interested to see if he does But he, he, listen At the time mm-hmm. I can't believe the two officials Have actually missed that kick The, the linesman as Jim Duffy said At the time well, I think he got booked didn't he So yeah, I don't but know if it, 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 it Gordon if you're kicking somebody In the mid-drift way Like a wild Kind of back heel flick uh, no, you know, no ideal No I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it um, Yeah listen I'm sure we're going to get back To this stuff tomorrow Because we'll have Is it a Yeti and Kemal Roof essentially yeah. With the hearing So uh, don't worry This isn't getting just swept away I'm, I'm pretty sure we will revisit it At great detail um, Hugh Celtic were, were very good at times According to Neil Lennon um, Graham Alexander I'm sure Will be frustrated That Diego lacks out clearance Right off the line at, at the death Was extremely close To rescuing something Yeah uh, They're a kick of the ball away From getting a point And every point Is a prisoner uh, As I say Hamilton Ackley's got a point Out of nowhere yesterday So they're delighted with that Kilmarnock Motherwell Wednesday night Mr Wright Back in the Scottish football, uh, and it wouldn't he dearly love to beat Motherwell for starters? But uh, we'll leave that until later on. However, Motherwell are entitled to their frustration. They did have Celtic worried when it got to 2 1, and uh, everyone had to play their part in, in keeping Motherwell at bay. No one more so than Diego Laxalt. You mentioned you know, Stephen Welsh scoring the goal, Hugh. In term, because of the way this season's gone And people accept Most people think that the league is, is out with Celtic's reach When you're looking at w- what they can achieve What can you do between now and the end of the season Should they be using Stephen Welsh every week Or as often as possible To really find out Is he at a level that can take us forward Rather than making up, rather than having your mind made up already let, Let's use this period to really find out If you have Shane Duffy Who unfortunately for Shane has had an awful time since coming here on loan from Brighton. If you have a player who is actually unnerving the other defenders round about him, then if you have in Welsh and Ayer a partnership that looks as if it's got a bit of mileage in it, then go on with it. Because Stephen Welsh, again, when the rebuild starts, it has to be about Turnbull and Sorrow and players like Welsh uh, so yeah I'd be all in favour Of keeping Stephen Welsh In the team Combining him with Ayer Even In the two games That remain Against Rangers Assuming they're both fit Why not Why not Well Celtic fans If you've got an answer Give it to the man 01419511025 Anthony is a Rangers fan From Wisher What's in your mind tonight Anthony How you doing boys Alright Oh good thank you Hugh was just saying there About Shane Duffy Unnerving um, other Celtic defenders when he's in the team but I think that, that's what happens when Ryan Jack and, and Davis aren't in the team in respect of if Zungu is in and I, I'm not being I don't want to be too critical with him but he's he's never a player never a Rangers player he's he's horrendous and I'm not to pin the blame solely on him because every player was terrible yesterday apart from McGregor but Gerard said when we get beat with St Mern, something along the lines of he knew he couldn't rely on his fringe players or something along those lines that basically saying you'll not be getting a chance now and he knows that he needs to stick with his strongest team but I saw that team yesterday and I was talking to him I was on the phone to my mate and he had read it out and he was sighing thinking that we could have cocked up and we did Hamilton well fair play to Hamilton they were a lot hungrier than us yesterday it's almost as if the Rangers players looked as if they couldn't be bothered. But sure that's what McGregor said in his, his post-match interview. Just looked as if they didn't want to win. 
Just, just thinking the... about your point though, Anthony, on Zungu, right? So I think that was his first league start. He started twice in the League Cup. One of them was against Falkirk, and then you're right that the St Mirren game you mentioned. I can't remember what was the word you used. Horrendous was that the word? Is that not? Is that not a bit strong? Is that not a bit unfair on the guy? Nah, not really. If you're just like I say, I'm not pinning all the blame on him because none of the players get pass marks. But geez, oh, like I just don't see what he brings to the team. And it's you, listen, like Gerard says, the, the team's been brilliant, but. You can't take any chance Celtic are not going to go away They'll keep chatting at the door And I think that Maybe the Rangers players Just get a wee bit comfortable That they are They were 23 points ahead Now it's 21 But I think a lot of teams That are playing Rangers now Maybe have a wee look At what Hamilton have done And maybe try and Play the same game That Hamilton done Put us under pressure Because Yesterday I don't know what Ryan is But It just looked as if We couldn't cope with it Until Jack and Davis come on And then there was a wee bit of stability We got a rhythm going a wee bit but no, I don't think that is too critical. His performance was was horrendous. Alex was was a midfielder, so be interested to to see what he thought of the performance. I don't I don't think uh, his performance was great yesterday. But to say the players horrendous is come on. Um, you know, you, you look at the other midfielders who have been lauded all season. I think Kamara's one of the best midfielders in Scotland. Haribo's done brilliant, mm. and you look at the performances on the day gone. It was very much below par. So to, to, to kind of come out and say Zungu's hopeless You're talking about an international footballer here Now again you're, you're, you're gauging him against Stephen Davis Who has been magnificent this year uh, Jack's been in and out with, with injuries However uh, I don't know if Zungu's a long term plan uh, for, for Rangers But he's highly horrendous But that's the point Do you not, do you not really need to find out Anthony I know you've got your mind made up after one league start But 20 points ahead 21 points ahead Surely a couple more A couple more games For Stephen Gerrard To get a real idea Of whether it's something They can move forward with well, A couple more games For Zunga to play Do you mean Or Yes I wouldn't Well if it was me I wouldn't be taking a chance I would be getting back To my best 11 um, I'm no Pinning all the blame on him But There was just Instances where I saw him Miscontrol Getting the ball Took off him Where that just He just didn't look up to speed Maybe that was lack of games But No I would be I would be playing the, the strongest team. What does he need? We only need about five more wins. So don't take any chances. And I don't, somebody had mentioned on social media about, ah, we need an extra team. We've got Europe coming up. I couldn't care less about Europe. But you, you prepare to sacrifice points in the league mm. just to pick up a win against Antwerp. The league, Europe can wait. You need to really go for the league. Otherwise, like, keep dropping points. Like, nobody saw dropping points against Motherwell. Nobody. And it happened. I did. <laughs> I'm only kidding I didn't at the time Believe me Thanks though Anthony uh, Anthony and Wisher 01419511025 Bernard's a Celtic fan We'll speak to him next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh from home Episode number More than I care to remember But you, you are now The vaccinated one As you christened yourself On Friday You still feeling okay No side effects Over the weekend not one. Good. I'm absolutely thrilled with it all. I think you. I think you sound like you've had a new lease of life. I think it was, it was extra. <laughs> what did they vaccinate me with? Red Bull. Uh, Stephen B is on Twitter. He says Zungu's taking a bit of a beating. I thought Kamara was much worse, and he seems to be avoiding deserved criticism on yesterday's match. Let's go back to the phones. Bernard is a Celtic fan down in Warrington. Bernard, what's your point tonight? Good evening, panel. Hi. 
two, two, I've got two points. Okay. I want to ask um, Alex and you if they think the league is done and dusted. That's the first point. Okay, let's do that. Hugh Evans, is the league done and dusted? Without question. Yeah. Um, oh. Even if uh, Celtic won their two games in hand, they'd be 15 points behind Rangers. Even if they beat Rangers twice, they would still be nine points behind Rangers. The league was finished on the 2nd of January. Uh, Alex Ray. Yeah, I said if they get through uh, January uh, with the points tally at the beginning of January, they had but they've doubled that lead now. For me, it's uh, done and dusted. Uh, Bernard, do you ask the question because you don't believe that's the case? No, no, I, 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 I believe it's the case. But listen, what's what's funny is last year, January, mm-hmm. Alex, you were saying mathematically, mathematically, Rangers can still catch Celtic. But yet you was quick to call it, eh? As you, uh, you especially you, you called it in January, did you? I'm not following that. Can you say it again? You, last year, you and Alex, last year, last January, said, oh, no, no, mathematically, Rangers can still catch Celtic. But yet you're saying, but and, and yet, even, and they couldn't have, because... They were 13 points ahead and Red gives in hand, but yet you still wouldn't concede that, Ray, that mm. Celtic were going to win the league. But you call it already that Celtic, Celtic are going to win the league, eh? Bernard, I'm a bit confused because you, you also, you agree that, that Celtic won't catch Rangers this season, so why is it so controversial that Hugh and Alex think the same thing that you do? Another point. I'm not the pundit. These two are pundits. They, they can still, they, they could still be caught, uh-huh. but yet they were quick to condemn. They, they were quick to say last year, this time last year, oh no, the Rangers can still can still uh, can still win the league. Yeah, I mean, I, I know they're pundits, but they still think the same thing as you, and, and you're surprised at that. I don't know, Hugh. Defend yourself. You don't need me. Well, as I recall it, when uh, Stephen Gerrard and Rangers won at Celtic Park on the 29th of December, uh, the league was as tight as could be. Rangers come back and fell apart. Yeah, I think Bernard's uh, talking. I think Bernard, although he said January, I think he essentially means when the league was curtailed and it was 13 points and people were mentioning that arithmetically Rangers could still catch Celtic. I think that's what he means. No, uh, no at the time, uh, and that's when we went into lockdown, of course, Gordon, and I went into the man cave. At the time, I said and I felt that it was uh, right to give Celtic the title. I didn't think there was uh, any chance of Rangers catching them. So, Bernard's got the wrong guy. Yeah, listen, I think it was 13 points uh, clear. Rangers, the game in hand. Even if they won that, I thought it would be really difficult to overturn that, just be- partly because of the way Rangers mm-hmm. were playing. Uh, going. But that is mathematically. Uh, Bernard's right as well. He can still win it mathematically at the moment. I just look where both clubs are. The gap at the moment, getting into the last mm-hmm. 10 or 11 games for Rangers, I think it'll be a, a bridge too far. Bernard? I agree with you, lads. I agree with you. It's just that you was quick to eat last year. Bernard, people are going to think I'm doing this because you're having a go at the pundits, but you sounded like a Dalek there, so I'm going to try and... I'll see if producer Callum can work his... I don't even know what he does in there. I don't know if he's got the ability to clear that phone line up, but we'll try. Um, Stuart wanted to know if Bernard was phoning from a submarine uh, on Twitter. I'm just glad he agreed in the end. Uh, Yeah. Um, Anyway, let's bring in James... Who's also a Celtic fan on the line from Lanark? Uh, what's on your mind tonight, James? Uh, thanks, panel. Uh, I hope you're having a good night. Absolutely, hope you are as well. 
Um, yeah, it's just to say, um, obviously, Neil Lennon, he's won his last two games. Uh, I wouldn't say they're great performances, but I've seen him saying twice that it was he was pleased with the way his team have played. Obviously, watching the both games, I don't see his optimism on how well the team's playing. I think mm-hmm. they're playing uh, absolutely shocking. And I really think if he starts to continue this winning run, he's going to end up keeping the job uh, into the next season. And I really... I don't speak for most Celtic fans, but what I'm reading on Twitter and that, they, they really don't want him to still be there. Yeah, yeah I'm I mean, just thinking with your views on it. Yeah, Hugh, do you want to take that? Yeah, I think that for Dermot Desmond, uh, there is a choice to be made here, and it's high time the Celtic fans heard from Dermot Desmond. Uh, I don't believe that he thinks that Celtic could sell season tickets on the back of no change of manager. I simply do not believe that Dermot Desmond believes that. Uh, the problem that Neil has at the moment is that when Celtic lost to, to St Mirren at Celtic Park, uh, Neil came out and said the players have been letting him down and for a long time. And then a week later, they, they beat Motherwell just and he comes out and says they're outstanding. You know, he can't quite make up his mind up. But I do not think as a marketing ploy and the season ticket renewal forms will go out any week now. I don't think as a marketing ploy you can say, and Neil will be the manager next season. I don't think the majority of fans, I stand to be corrected, but I don't think the majority of fans will accept that. James, let's go back to your theory. So you think that if Neil Lennon keeps winning these games, there is a chance that, that he'll keep his, his his job beyond this season, yeah? Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm watching. I'm watching his interviews and that. And the interview a few weeks ago, it was, it was like he had just given up, and then he's starting to obviously see the players are doing better, and he's really impressed with them. And I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking the fact the board haven't came out and like gave us this review, which all the fans are waiting for. And the fact is, in his interviews, he's starting to give like what he's going to do next season. It just wondering. Does he know something that we obviously don't? I've seen that that point, Alex, along the lines of Neil Lennon starting to speak like a man who, who thinks he will be there. You know, talking about yeah. you know planning for the future and that sort of thing. On the other hand, you might say, well, until you're told otherwise, why would you not? Listen, there's not a lot of people actually speaking uh, up for Neil at the moment, so he's rightly doing it for himself. I cannot see uh, Neil being the manager. I always felt uh, whoever won the league this year. The opposition manager for the losing team would most certainly have lost her job. When you look at it, Neil's come out recently and says, where is the justification? Where, where is this for the barrage of uh, kind of uh, stuff that's been thrown his way? Neil presided over two wins in 12 just pre- prior to the turn of the year. And uh, obviously going into January was a really big time with the, the, the old firm game in the 2nd of January. Uh, and he'd won one in six. So if you factor the two Spells Gordon uh, You've got three wins In 18 games I don't know how A Celtic manager Can survive On the back of that James it was good To speak to you Make sure you give us A call back I think we have Brought Bernard up From the depths Of wherever he was Calling from I think the line Is a bit cleaner now Bernard finish off What was your second point Sorry about that That's thanks, not thanks, your fault thanks, Quickly Just quickly uh, uh, you, 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 You're adamant uh, That uh, Edward won't be there Next season I don't know where you get that information from, because he's never come out and said, "I want to leave the club. I want to try my try my uh, my football in another in another place." Unlike Mr. Morelos, 
who has come out and said, uh, I, I, I want, I, he spat his dummy out, I want to leave. Where do you think Morales will be uh, in summer? Here. Well, as you said, Bernard, I am a pundit, and part of the punditry game is to offer an opinion. I'm not offering you information. I am simply offering you speculation that I think that Celtic, when the rebuild begins, uh, will cash in on Odson Edward, and that, to my way of thinking, he's been at Celtic now long enough. I think he'll hanker after a move somewhere else. And to finish off the point, Bernard, I have always stipulated here that I think that Rangers should cash in on Alfredo Morelos rather than let his value depreciate. Uh, Alex, I don't know why that has to be a criticism. You know, if you think Odson Edward won't be there next season, it might just be because he is good at football and might be tempted away elsewhere. God, I'll make this very brief. The only reason why Odson Edward will not be there next season is he's going into the last year of his contract. Celtic cannot afford to let an asset like that walk in one year's time for nothing. That's the reason why he'll be away. Okay, Bernard, pleasure as always. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. What a way to kick off the new week. You come on, hopefully, you've been studying hard all weekend. You put it to good use. Come on here. Embarrass, mortify Hugh Keevens or Alex Ray by getting more questions right than they can. And we'll even send you a signed ball for your troubles. 0141 951 1025. The lines close at 7. So be quick, your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here. 0141-951-1025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. We kicked off hearing from Stephen Gerrard. Lots of frustration would be the right word around Rangers performance yesterday they do still have that big gap at the top we've been hearing from Neil Lennon on Celtic's game against Motherwell on Saturday and the outgoing El Hamed from the squad so if you've got any thoughts on them keep them coming Aki's fans what about yesterday and uh, Kelly fans you've got a new manager and he is Tommy Wright are you happy with that or not let us know Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. A new week. You just don't know what to expect. It's always good to wipe the slate clean, although you can't wipe any slate clean when Black Arthur's kicking about. This guy on Twitter that's keeping an eye on the scores. Incidentally, you are one of only two pundits, Alex Ray, who's played more than once, who's got a 100% record in 2021. Thanks very much. There we go. That could all change in the next five minutes, obviously. Uh, Hugh Keevens, your record is not so good. Who cares? Uh, right, Gary is an Aki's fan from Hamilton, on to play Beat the Pundit tonight. How's it going, Gary? All right, no bad yourselves. Great, thank Very you, Gary. Gary. Now, since I've got you, before we go on to Beat the Pundit, what did you make of yesterday? Absolutely delighted. Our performance, I thought, were fantastic, mm-hmm. start to finish. At least we deserve a point. Yeah, they really were, Alex. That's yes. the thing. All we, we, we say this all the time. It's always when it's Celtic or Rangers, you focus on their deficiencies. Yeah. But I don't think anyone could have failed to notice how up for it and how good Aki's were yesterday. I thought they were brilliant. I, I really do like the boy Hamilton at the back. He's just a young lad. He's, so young. He's, yeah, he's got a lot of good attributes. He's strong, he's quick, aggressive, and he's getting game time, Gordon. So you know, he's one for the future. Gary, is this. Because you're the great survivors Let's be honest Is this the type of performance You think can maybe spark something this time? Ah uh, well hopefully I thought um, I thought we were unlucky as well During the week against Ross County We mm-hmm. played well in the first half And then just fell away the last 10 minutes But I uh, hopefully Hopefully Just as you result can 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't put it past the Aki's always surviving. Gary, I believe your wee boy Connor is listening and he's standing by. Is he going to help you out and beat the pundit? Uh, no, he's just disappeared. I'm going to get him a shout. <laughs> That's fine Maybe he's getting, maybe he's scared That you're going to embarrass him By getting a zero But I don't think so Up against these two So let's find out If it's heads uh, It will be Hugh Keevans Who takes on Gary and Hamilton And if it's tails It will be Alex Ray So let's see what we've got And it is tails People are onto me by the way Right Every night it seems to be tails Well I'll just do best of three Just for once Just to Not see Just go. to see how we get on Because people are starting right, go, to go, go They're asking it. questions about My tossing technique To coin well. the phrase <laughs> Oops. This time. See the, now the, now the <laughs> pressure's getting, getting to me The nerves It's tails again Brilliant <laughs> So it has to be Alex Ray I can't Lovely Three in a row <laughs> Oh my goodness Sort this coin Producer Callum Right Gary you're up against Alex Ray So I'm going to give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to He's given us the thumbs up 30 seconds on the clock You're up against Alex And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? Yes Right let's go 30 seconds and your time starts no. Which player has made the most appearances for Celtic this season? Carl McGregor. Who's the only player to win the Scottish Premiership Player of the Month twice this season? Pass. How many Scottish clubs has Jim Goodwin managed? Two. Which SPFL team are known as the Loons? Robinson. Who won Premiership Manager of the Month today in Scotland? Oh, David Mandel. Who's just been announced as Kilmarnock's new boss? What's your name? What's your name? Oh, Tommy Wright. Tommy Okay, okay, okay. Let's bring Alex Ray back. Alex, can you hear us? Yes. Scary got right into that, by the way. Oh, listen, I was too busy. Listen, he didn't, he didn't, right. There was the tip. He, he was snapping his fingers. You're trying to get the. <laughs> trying to get the. I, I did have the answer. Don't worry. Oh, honestly, right, ready. Same set of yes, questions. Let's go. Thirty seconds. Your time starts now. Which player has made the most appearances for Celtic this season? Uh, Ayer Who's the only player to win the Scottish Premiership Player of the Month twice this season? Pittman How many Scottish clubs has Jim Goodwin managed? One Which SPFL team are known as the Loons? Pass Who won the Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month today? Martindale Who was announced as Killy Boss today? Stephen Wright uh, Tommy no, Wright Which SPFL team currently has the longest serving manager in all the Derek leagues? Derek Who is Motherwell's current club captain? Campbell Okay okay I was desperate man Gary I think yeah. I think you rattled him Gary I think you You you, you managed to get the nerves over to Alex yeah. I think so Let's find out uh, how, Which player has the most appearances for Celtic this season 37 Callum McGregor It's always Callum McGregor I know, I know. Gary knew You didn't uh, Who's the only player to win the Premiership Player of the Month twice this season James Tavernier right. oh. uh, How many Scottish clubs has Jim Goodwin managed Aloha and St Mirren Two Gary knew it He goes 2-0 yeah. up Which SPFL team Are known as the Loons It's 4 for None of you Never got that got Nah none of you nah, got it nah, nah. Uh, Martindale got manager of the month You both knew it Tommy Wright was the new Kelly manager You, you, you know I can't Stevie right, Wright I don't know who Stevie Wright is But he's not him um, The longest serving manager In the SPFL Is actually Peter Head Jim McAnally <laughs> Yep. For goodness sake And Motherwell's club captain Is Declan Gallagher It was a 1 For Alex Ray And Desperate. a 4 For Gary in Hamilton Well done, well done Gary. Gary 
Well done, Connor. You get a signed ball, Connor. Hope well Connor done, enjoyed Connor. it. Well done. Well done, Connor. Well done, Gary. Thank you very much. That was Gary and Connor in Hamilton. I think that's my fault, isn't it? Because I told you before that you have no. you had a hundred percent record before yeah, to I me. I know, I know. I have to be honest with you, it was a poor performance. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, mm-hmm. but listen, that's the Aki's they've had a great weekend. Fair play to the guy who won it fair and square. You could just say, ah, I just I meant it. I wanted to give the ball no, to Connor. No, 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 you know me. I don't like losing. Um I've, there's a bit of a stir on Twitter about that thing I said about the coin. I know, I know. Like Joe says, nobody wants to know that about you, Gordon. Gary says, Gordon, I was about to eat a sausage for my dinner. How can I eat this sausage now after what you just said? I'm, I'm not, I won't repeat it. It's a family no. show. I think we've had enough over the weekend after the old um, the, the club TV debacle at Hamilton Ackies. That was a good yes. discussion we had on Saturday about the the mad reasons that you've been sacked for it a, from a job. What a fabulous uh, topic! It was uh, very well received. It was interesting. If you've not heard it, go back and listen to the podcast on Saturday. I mean, you'll find some football chat in amongst there, I'm sure. Um, but a very funny conversation with all the the listeners tweeting us in to tell us the the worst reasons uh, they've had for being sacked from a job. It is definitely worth checking out. So anyway, oh one four one. Nine five one one zero two five. I think we've, we've lost Hugh. Have we? The sentence that you just. Lo- he's probably he's probably hang, he's probably hung up after that performance there. That was desperate. I, I actually think we've we've lost Hugh Keevens. Right, he's been working from home for ages now. It started March. We got him back for a little bit when it became safer, uh, and now he's gone. And uh, coronation streets is what. No, a couple of things. Right, he's got one of these. Uh, he's got he's got the type of setup that only Hugh Keevens could had could have. Either someone has called his landline Which has knocked off his internet That still happens to him Or The snow The snow I genuinely think in his leafy Glasgow suburb The snow might be impacting him at the moment And we can't oh, Honestly The vaccinated one Let's bring in Ricky Who's in Easter House anyway uh, Hi Ricky I've just looked out the window there I've just noticed that snow <laughs> Listen yeah. uh, a, a question before my main line Sure See the sign ball Who signs that? Oh, we, well, don't, we don't want to devalue it But just all the pundits usually will sign it If We'll leave one of them off if you don't like them No, I'll no phone in then That's all right <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I thought it was maybe You know, I don't know I was hoping for somebody you know. Somebody better somebody than the famous. pundits I know yeah, That's I, the I, best I, we can I, do I, We can get Cassie or George No, you're all right no, I, I was thinking maybe I would you know, use it as a charity thing But obviously not You're all right uh, I tell you what my question was Alec and Hugh both about Edson Edward. Edson Edward, yeah. Yeah. Alex says because he's come to end his deal, Felix would get rid of him. Well, you know, he'll get rid of him, but say I'm on. And she was saying, you know, he'll he'd go. See if Celtic is restructuring as they, as they are planning today. Mm-hmm. Now, if they bring a manager in, let's get something about him. Now, bear in mind that Edward came in under Brendan Rodgers. That's what enticed that man to come to Celtic for £9 million. He could have went anywhere. He came to Celtic, for, and by the way, when he came, eh, Dembele was the main striker. You know, so he was the coming there as first choice. Who's to see that this guy might know? I, I'll sign another contract with Celtic. Who's to see that he won't do that? But they're saying, you know, that this guy's gone. He's definitely, you know, he'll know be there after he's deal done. Now, I remember Larson. Now, I think Larson was wasted a year. And then Martin O'Neill came in. Now, when Martin O'Neill came in, I don't know, maybe Larson was thinking, no, this is not for me here. Seven years we had the man. So who's to say that Edward 
won't be the same kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Well, let, let me put that to the panel. Yeah, listen. Uh, you never know what, what players are thinking. What kind of deals thrown on the table? I think Austin Edwards has actually been uh, asked to extend his contract over the course of the last couple of years because no one wants to let it go into the last year, Gordon. And for me, that's the reason why Austin uh, Edwards will leave. Uh, now, if a top drawer manager comes in, first thing he has to do there has to be a rebuild. You know, there's numerous players I've already mentioned. Celtic managers come out and said there's players want to leave. There's players who uh, are coming towards the end of their contract, so Celtic need to cash in to get maximum value as well. So there's a few things to get there before there. But if Ricky's right, Ricky can come back on the summer and go, I was right, Alex, you were wrong. So what what type of manager would it take then, Ricky? How how box office would a manager need to be? Um, because again, I go back to what I said earlier, this is not this isn't a dig at Odson Edward or a dig at Celtic. No. In many ways it's just an acknowledgement that he costs nine million pounds, he's a very good player. And chances are he'll, he'll, want, he'll want to go elsewhere What type of manager do you think it would take To, to reverse all that? Well you're, you're looking at obviously something Along the lines of Brendan and Martin O'Neill You know that kind of that kind of stature You know somebody at Scobert Going to come in We I don't know Some kind of You know better ideas yeah, I know, but I get that right. And I, I, by the way, the last example, fair enough. But but generally, take Dembele then, for instance. Brendan Rodgers was Dembele's manager, but eventually Dembele wanted to go. He felt he had outgrown things, and he wanted to go and test himself. And fair play, he's now at the team. I think who are still top of of La Liga. So is there not more to take in than just who the manager is? No, no, no I'm not saying I'm not saying it. You'll stay just because another manager comes in. But that's not to say that he's going to go. You know, I'm not saying Alex Ryan, the, 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 sure. no, the, guy, the guy's going to stay, you know, whatever guy comes in. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, there's a likelihood that that might happen. Yep. And I would, I, would, I would certainly be like that to happen, no, obviously. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure loads of Celtic fans would, no doubt about that. Thanks a lot, Loricky. Good to speak to you. I'll, I'll send you a signed ball. Um, get it in the post. First class tomorrow will be with you very soon. That was Ricky. In Easter House The vaccinated one Is now the landline one I can't believe What we've become We're speaking to you In the landline Hugh Keevans We need everybody To get a vaccination So we can get back to normal Well you see The the weather I think Has knocked out The machinery altogether And it's knocked out Our telly As well So uh, It's a disaster In the Keevans household But It's like uh, Ricky the caller there I think he's Not taking into account The times in which we live One of the reasons Why Edward will go is yes because his contract is running down another reason is that who knows when we were fans back inside grounds and Celtic and Rangers for that matter can't go on indefinitely not earning money or insufficient scale Mm -hmm. of money as they have been doing prior to the pandemic so that's another reason why big money players will be going Never doubt this guy's commitment to sharing his weeknights with you He can't come into the office at the moment So he's been working from home in the man cave Now the expensive piece of kit and his own TV Has been turned off by the snow So he's joining us on the landline oh, f- You should feel sorry for him But you just you just can't yeah, It's funny absolutely. It's I'm funny first and then we'll feel sorry for him he's later He's an ultimate on. professional though You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely uh, The thing is he's definitely reversing the charges on that call though <laughs> You think he's hanging on the line to us until 8 o'clock You must be joking uh, Let's Talk Tommy Wright Shall we mm-hmm. He was on Beat the Pundit He is Kilmarnock's New manager The good thing For me He doesn't need much Of an introduction What a job he did At St Johnston Scottish Cup win Multiple European spots So clearly knows the league Good appointment Yeah I think it's uh, 
a safe pair of hands, Gordon. You know, he's got his, his work cut out. I think what's happening at Command at the moment is they've got a lot of guys who have been excellent for a, a lot of years. Uh, they're coming towards the end. Uh, the stalwarts uh, are not quite performing. And they lose players time after time. And, uh, you know, they're just trying to kind of survive this season and then rebuild. Uh, Tommy's mm. the ideal uh, candidate to go in there and do the job. The ideal candidate, says Alex Ray. Hugh Evans, would you go along? Yeah, he won a major trophy for uh, St Johnston. He kept them top six by and large all the time. He was manager there. He knows the league, he knows the players. Uh, I think it's a sound choice by Billy Bowie and uh, you'll, you'll have a terrific indication of how much work he's got in his hands, Gordon, when he plays Motherwell on Wednesday. Uh, let's bring in Simon, who is a Kilmarnock fan on the line. Are you happy with the appointment, Simon? Uh, yeah, hi guys, how are you doing? Um, I've been on the phone a couple of times uh, in the last few months and that talking about Kelly. Um, you know, after, when St Johnson scored their third goal against us, uh, a couple of weeks back I thought Kilmarnock were favourites to be relegated uh, then they sacked Alex Dyer and I thought well okay it's dependent on who we get as our manager and the St Mirren game made me a bit con- even more concerned but after the appointment today you know I'm absolutely delighted I think it's the, the correct appointment I phoned up I had a few maybe unrealistic appointments uh, the Cowley brothers was, was one of them um, but I said realistically I think Tommy Wright would be the sensible appointment uh, we've made that today I'm absolutely delighted with that I think it's a, a tremendous appointment and I'm, I'm pretty confident he's he's going to keep us in the league does he, does he inherit a group of players good enough to keep you in the league Simon? He inherits a group of players good enough to keep us in the league this season that's absolutely I think they, they have that there are still a few areas in the squad that you know, we could do with strengthening, which we didn't strengthen uh, under under Alex Dyer. I don't think we've got a regular goal scorer, which is an issue. But I think that if we we have enough strength, the defence has been uh, has little wee bright spots. You know, Zen and uh, Zen Webson Rossi has came in the last couple of weeks and actually performed pretty well. Yeah. The new boy Medley looks okay. Uh, I think if we can solidify the team at the back, uh, then you know we wouldn't need to score you know outrageous amount of goals to get enough points to stay up. I mean, it, it, unfortunately for any Kilmarnock manager, Simon, they're always at the moment probably going to be held up against Stevie Clark because he's the obvious success story from recent seasons. And I know his team did so much more than this, but it, it was built around being hard to beat. Is that going to be the, the first priority, getting back to that? Absolutely, for this season. Um, I think, um, you know, I heard you he he talking on Saturday and um, I think it was Fraser Wishart mentioned the fact that there's, I think it's 13 or 14 players out of contract in the summer. Now I think we've got Tommy Wright in as our manager and on a you know a two and a half year deal. I think that that actually actually works in our benefit. It works in our favour because as Alex rightly said, I don't agree with him very often, but I agree with him there that the you know the stalwart players haven't been performing to the level they're capable of. And you know it normally takes a new manager. It can take three, four, five transfer windows for them to fully you know put their stamp on a team. Tommy Wright, if he keeps us up this this summer. He's going to have that opportunity, you know, to build the team in his image straight away because you're going to have lost players. You know, most of our high earners are going, so you'll have a, a decent, you know, wage budget. You're going to have the ability to bring in your own, you know, your own players in your own style, and you know that's something that a lot of managers don't get because you you normally have to deal with, okay, these guys have got a couple of years left, or you know, the the former manager signed them, and and that's not going to be the case. So I think that actually might play in our favour in the summer. Yeah, I think when you look at some of the stats, you know, in the last uh, five games, Gordon, 13 goals conceded, 2-4, 5 losses, so, you know, he's got a big job in his hands, but again, I, I agree with Simon, he has to get the stalwarts mm-hmm. back playing, shore up that back line, because they're not scoring a lot. I mean, Hugh, you can see the temptation, because I would, I would usually say, 
There's got to be more to it Than just picking someone Who knows the league There must be loads of good managers Out there Who've never been here before But could still come in And do a good job However In this instance It, it must be a nice comfort For people at Kilmarnock To know That Tommy Wright Walked into work this morning And probably knew Every player in the team Or 95% of them And he'll know 95% Of the players They're going to come up against mm. And the teams And the way that they play And the bedding in process Takes on a whole different complexion because Tommy comes in and the transfer window is closed so there's absolutely nothing that Tommy can do about it he, he has to go with the cards that he has been dealt uh, and I think he will I think he'll get them by and that's all that matters they just have to survive this season with regard to the, the season that comes after you know, Billy Bowie has uh, applied for a government loan of uh, £1 million so you know, money will be tight Kilmarnock will have to pay back that government loan. Uh, Billy Bowie's first priority is to have the club survive uh, and Tommy Wright's job is to have them survive in the Premier League. So at the moment backs to the wall, future uncertain but Billy Bowie has gone for a safe pair of hands and as I say, Motherwell will offer the perfect gauge of just Mm -hmm. how big a job Tommy Wright has on Wednesday night. Simon, it's not often you can say this, and this might not mean anything going forward, but it must be quite nice to welcome a new manager who actually his stock is still high. That you know, it's it's so volatile now that usually even good managers get sacked at some point and maybe sacked multiple times. Tommy Wright doesn't have any of that doesn't have any of those blemishes on his, his CV. He left St Johnson having guided them to yet another top six finish. And then just decided the time was right. So it's actually a guy who's, like I say, his stock is still pretty high. Yeah, absolutely. Just quickly on, uh, just to correct you on on what he said there, uh, Billy, Billy Bowie's actually said he's not applying for the full one million. Ah, right. uh, we're going to apply for a, a percentage of that, depending on how much the losses are this season. Which, when the discussion with the the trust, it seems it's probably going to be around two hundred thousand, so a lot smaller than the million pounds. But um, as you said, uh, with with regards to Tommy Wright um, yeah absolutely I've never seen really since the Steve Clark appointment this is the first you know there's been a, a proper groundswell of all the Kilmarnock fans at least 99% of them because you never please everyone but 99% of the Kilmarnock fans are you know are delighted with the appointment they think it's the right one uh, Tommy Wright's obviously had offers to go elsewhere when he was at St Johnston you know supposedly bigger clubs and he turned them down Uh Listening to his interview today on, on Kelly TV, you know, it was really refreshing. Uh, we've all been, as Kelly fans, a bit, you know, fed up with Alex Dyer's comments because he said every single week it became a, a bit of a joke amongst the Kelly fans because every week he said, you know, we just need to go away and work harder. And it actually became like a running joke amongst the Commandment fans. And hearing, hearing um, Tommy Wright today, you know, he's coming in and he's talking about this season, keep us up. And next season, he wants to aim for the, you know, high up the table. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good thing and I think most important one of the biggest important things is you know he sacked Andy Millen today got rid of Andy Millen I think he's the only we might be the only club in the world who if you go on Spotify and iTunes and places like that there's actually a song from the Kilmarnock fans about how much they hate their assistant manager so uh, I think you know that was a really popular decision amongst the Kilmarnock supporters straight away and that's got Tommy Wright you know on side with the Kelly fans straight away Oh, sounds a bit harsh I don't know if you can download that onto his record player um, thank you Simon 01419511025 how's your football knowledge got a good teaser for you next let's see if you can get all the answers number one for football in Glasgow and the West 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
The vaccinated one is having technological difficulties For the 55th time in his season He is succumbing to the bugs that live in your technology, Hugh Keevans But you're on the phone, we've got you on the landline Is that is that working for you? Listen, the snow is so heavy here now Jimmy Stewart has just run past my window <laughs> Shouting, Merry Christmas, you old building it alone See, we've got one wee sort of uh, What would you call that? What's the word I'm looking for? Tinted window here in, in the studio And I can't really see out But, but judging by what everyone's telling us it's wild. On social media Me getting back to, to Lanarkshire You getting back to the sticks this evening Could, could, be, could be lively I had unbelievable trouble getting here today. You? No, genuinely, you know, normally I'm, I'm free sailing, but the ice and the snow out my way already. All right, so I was coming downhill. Way today. The car was just everywhere. Oh well, he was at home and he's on the landline, so go easy on him. Um, I've got I've still got a teaser for you. Eric has sent in. Thank you to Eric. He's looking for ten players to play for Scotland since 1980. They need to have more than 25 caps, and their surname ends in a Y. <laughs> Quite simply So 10 players They've played for Scotland Since 1980 More than 25 caps And their surname Ends in a Y Couldn't be more simple Totally No I mean some of these guys There are guys on here With 70, 60, 50, 40 caps So you know Well known The leash No why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh that is right up there That is up there Aye, With the right, worst that, right, that, that's a, that, No hold on I'm not letting you off of that That has to go up there With Gordon DL's classics I thought he was alone I'm just trying to think Would you say a Y Right okay Kenny ends in a Y Dalgleish does Kenny, not Kenny yeah alright Alright um. Right, Gordon DL If you're listening See that, that doesn't only happen to you Right okay I'll expect that on one of the Twitter feeds that, later That on. is getting played back Believe me Producer uh, Callum Take that off right now Why so, <laughs> Kennedy no Honestly See when I read some of these names You'll be like Oh of course Kicking yourself Right Hengarty No Right you need a Guys who've had a good Scotland career So let's think Last major tournament we were at When was that? France 98 Right who was the captain? That was Colin Henry Colin Henry well done Paul McStay's also on the list though. There Thanks we go I'm See, giving I'm you a, on, a roll. Colin Henry and Paul McStay 76 <laughs> caps for McStay 51 for Henry So we'll leave it there You can play along at home Please tell me <laughs> Please tell me you're better than these two <laughs> 10 players to play for Scotland since 1980 With more than 25 caps And whose surname ends in a Y Let's bring in Andy Who's a Rangers fan from Finiston See what he made of the game yesterday Hi Andy Hi guys, how you doing? Okay. All good. How are you? Two, you well? Two. Ah, not too bad. I two kind of quick points. Mm-hmm. One for the family, one for Alex. But, no, yesterday I just don't think the Rangers fan or players would be happy with that. But we we need we really need to get back on track again. Get back to the usual way of playing. Everybody said this, but see what annoyed me. See the goal we we lost yesterday. We three defenders in that box and not one in marked that. That boy is a free either. When you get three, no. Good defenders And not one of them thought To go with that boy That that goal really annoyed me I know it was mm-hmm. To be honest with Hamill should have won again You know what I mean But It wasn't for Alan McGregor But I just That goal The three of them Were in that box And oh Just looked at the ball And the boy sat there With a feet either That is so annoying Okay specifically yeah. on the goal Alex Because yeah. sometimes we always Leap to the bigger picture Let's analyse that That important moment Yeah it was a uh... It seemed to be defensively the route, but all over the place. Tavernier was the one that was actually pressing high up. Stephen Davis found his cell at right back. 
and uh, and the boy got down the side and what Andy's talking about is it was actually like a cutback and no one actually matched him tracking off I think it was the boy Anderson is it the boy Anderson wasn't it yep. Bruce Anderson mm-hmm. gets a free header and then obviously uh, no one reacts to the second ball either so def- I think for the whole shoot match I, th- I think it's a really poor goal but as Andy says I think it was uh, Hamilton deserved over the piece I thought they were excellent I think we need a, a sense of perspective here. Rangers have lost eight league goals. They've played 28 matches. Eight league goals they've lost. They've had two bad days at work since the season began. One was at Paisley in the Betfred Cup when St Mirren put them out 3-2. And the other one was yesterday. I think there's been a massive overreaction to what happened. Yes, they were poor. Yes, the manager picked the wrong team. But... Hold on, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're twenty-one points clear. Yeah, I'm sure people would add St Mirren in the. Is it, was that the first game that you mentioned? Yeah, St. Mirren oh, sorry, it was the one you mentioned. Cup. My apologies. Right, um, it's, it's dealing with you on the the landlines kind of confusing me a bit here, Alex. It's thrown me all off. I wonder if people have just switched on and gone. By the way, that collar sounds really like Hugh Keevans. What an impression that is. The snow has knocked off whatever equipment it is that Hugh Keevans uses to stay in touch with us. So he's on the phone um, desperate times. Andy, what was your other point? I'm just going to ask you, I know this might sound stupid, but see, we've had a week in a rest. I know the players need a break, but we're not getting all these games cramped in, crammed in now. You know, do you think that's maybe stopping their momentum? Because I've not really been playing that well the last three or four games. I've been playing no bad, but no. Do you think the, the players are just go right, we're playing Thursday, we're playing Sunday, playing Wednesday, playing Saturday, whatever. Do you think that's maybe stopped their momentum a wee bit, Alex? Not really. Uh, I think sometimes you need that wee bit of rest because of the amount of games that they've actually been playing. I think that was Stephen uh, Davis's 40th game, you know, so you, I, I know that players prefer to play midweek as well because it's just mm-hmm. game after game after game and you're in the, in the zone. But when you look at Rangers' recent record, you know, I think it's like two draws in the last 11. So they're not really struggling in any shape or form. So, Obviously yesterday was a, a, an absolute chore for them uh, I don't think they approached the game in the right mindset uh, And you have to give credit to Hamilton Because I thought they were excellent I do like the theory though Just for the simple fact that it shakes things up Because we're always told that going Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday is difficult So I'm actually liking that somebody has flipped it yeah. in their head and said I wonder if that actually suits Rangers And it, it gets the best out of us Because it keeps them Well they're going to have to get used to it going Because midweek games are going to be back in And playing yeah. the next couple of weeks So we'll see you then Right Andy, good to speak to you That was Andy and Finiston Any more on the teaser quickly? Tosh McKinley? No uh, Billy McKinley? Yes See, I'm getting it I'm getting it Hugh Keevans <laughs> Hugh? I'll take that as a no uh, Right okay I'll leave that with you So you've got Paul McStay Colin Hendry Billy McKinley 25 caps More than 25 caps Played for Scotland Since 1980 And their surname Ends in a Y The questions can be As bizarre as you like If you've got one Please let's have it To full time At Clyde1.com Thomas is also A Rangers fan On the line Speak to us Thomas Stephen I uh, think that Stephen Gerrard Was a wee bit Harsh on himself uh, When he said He was picking The wrong team I think he was wise in that we've a heavy schedule coming up when you look at uh, Antwerp. We want to do well in Europe. Yeah, we want to win the league, but we want a good run in Europe too. And he's 23 points ahead. And although nothing is won until it's over, we had an artificial pitch. You have a 36-year-old Steve Davis who's given us everything all season. And I think he was right to rest Steve Davis. Ryan Jack's coming back from a knee injury. And he's got Ruth, who may... Be coming up for a suspension So I thought it was an ideal opportunity To see what he's got on the bench With Itton, um, Zungu, 
uh, who's the other boy that, that came in and did right. the shine? Right. Scott Wright. Yep. yep, Scott Wright, to give them a chance. Um, so I think, in balance, he did pick the right team. What happened was the players let him down. Mm. What we now know is that if it is a crunch game, there are players on the bench who can come on as subs, but we can't rely on them uh, as first-team choices. Like if Ruth gets suspended and Morelos is still suspended, then we're going to have to rely on it. Now, I've seen him coming off the bench and he's done well. He didn't do all that well last time, he didn't last the full game. Zungu, when he comes on as a sub, he's picking up more than his fair share of bookings per minutes on the pitch, which is worrying. And yesterday, he failed to impress as well. And he should be seizing that opportunity with both hands. Um, so I think he picked the right team, and it was a players that let him down. And now Stevie G knows what he's got in the bench. And mm. said, you know, he's going to have, on the big games, he's going to have to rely on his big players and hope that we don't get hit with injuries or suspensions coming into the, the European games in the Old Firm game. Yeah, because to be fair, Alex, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. This season, every week this season, for a long time, it was, oh, what strength and depth Rangers have got. Look, they can make six and seven changes and it's brilliant. And then, you know, make a couple of relatively, you know, not exactly the most controversial changes. It's not like Tavernier and Barisic and Alan McGregor were all left out. Yes, I know important midfielders. Yeah. It didn't quite work yesterday It was just a point The gap's still there And then it's Oh we need to play our strongest team every week Name me a team in world football That plays their strongest 11 every week yeah. It just it, it just can't be done You're absolutely right Gordon Because I, I've, I've said That Itten and Zungu Are obviously getting uh, highlighted But the rest of the players Didn't perform to the levels That they have done Hence the reason why It was such a poor performance I totally understand why Davis Davis has played a lot of games of late And Jack is just coming back Particularly on the surface And I think Stephen Gerrard felt Zungu With the players And the personnel Who have been doing very well Will we'll do that I said on Saturday Gordon I felt as if he would have went With KMR Roof But again I'm not sure What the surface Might have been a factor But I would imagine Over the coming weeks Stephen Gerrard Will most certainly uh, Play his strongest team Because it, He's got three games Out of four I think at home In the league Before they get to Celtic Park Did you see much From Scott Wright yesterday? I quite liked him Gordon I thought he looked bright There was a, there was a period Where I was kind of a wee bit perplexed He had an opportunity When he was bearing down The centre of the goal Gordon Just to shift it And get a shot off And, and he tried to pass it To the right You know The perfect goal If I'm making a debut there uh, And I've got an opportunity To showcase and get a shot off At the edge of the box By all means take it You know if it's, When you're a striker At Rangers Or Celtic You've got to try And kind of make an impact Right away Thomas did you notice anything From the from the new signing yesterday? I thought I would like to see more of him. He was one of the ones that, if he was going to make changes, I would I'd like to have seen him coming on earlier, in place of either Hadji or Kane, both of whom, well, again, the whole team were bad, but he could have fitted in to Hadji's position or Kane's position, and I'd like to see him coming on possibly after the other. And I don't think he got long enough of a run. He, I think he did look good, and I like looking for him at Aberdeen, um, but I think he's one that perhaps he. That Stevie should be give a run to yeah. if he's going to arrest players, and I think I think possibly Ken is due arrest as well because he's just not been sparkling in the last few games, and I think possibly taking him out the front line might do him a lot of good. All right, Thomas, a pleasure. That was Thomas on the line. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're playing along with this teaser tonight from Eric. He wants you to name the ten players who've played for Scotland since nineteen eighty, more than twenty five caps, and their surname ends. In a why Great response on Twitter Mikey I think might have them all AJ Johnson's given it a right good go He's got a few Eddie Gray's just delighted with your Dalglish answer I'm sure you, you stop. You'll, he, on, you'll hear more about that on like. Twitter As the night progresses Brilliant uh, Milo's got a few And I like Governor who's gone for Super Alley Which does not um, <laughs> does not make the list Hugh Keevans 
Alan McAnally. No. Oh. Did David Hay? No, 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 no. Well, before that, right, okay. Honestly, some of these names. I'm going to give you some thinking time because I think with, without me rabbiting on and distracting yeah. you, I th- I th- honestly, some of these names, household names over the last 20, 30 years. So we'll leave it there and we'll give you the rest of the answers next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray is in the studio As you'll know by now If you've been listening recently Hugh Keevans is at home But but with a difference right The snow is so bad That Hugh Keevans internet Isn't working anymore And he's on the landline We have plunged to new depths But we admire your commitment to the cause Are you still there? I am Good that's fine We're nearly done I've got answers for you as well Oh on the teaser yes Looking 10 players to play for Scotland Since 1980 More than 25 caps And their surname ends in a Y Paul McStay Colin Hendry Billy McKinley, I hope you did get some during the break because you're struggling. Craig Burley. Brilliant. Craig Burley, 46 caps. Well Frankie done. Gray. Oh, Frank. That's a wee sneaky one. I didn't think you'd get that. Frank Gray. I, well and done. I've got another one for you. Okay. Coisty. <laughs> Don't start. Let's get up there with Super Alley. Matthew, in fact, I think I've found uh, Hugh Keevan's burner account on Twitter. A guy called Matthew Breckenridge just tweeted Does Ali Coisty McCoist count for the teaser? It does not. Uh, Alex? Uh, McTominay. He's not got enough caps oh. I'm afraid So he just falls below uh, Andy Gray No more Greys David Neary Yes David Neary 35 caps I'm sure we all remember him uh, Playing for the national side mm. Okay four to get um, Three more defensively minded players And one with a bit more flair A bit more attacking intent We're kind of spread out across the Oh he's got one Who? Do <laughs> you know the thing As I said at the break you <laughs> I think that's IE Isn't it um, Yeah he's not there um, Or is it He's not on the list yeah, I'm pretty sure that's IE McKimmy Anyway See this is a, This is this is how bad this show is I get battered And then he He gets a rang spell And it's Oh unlucky ah, It's not as bad as Douglas though is it <laughs> Let's be honest There's at least There's at least An understandable mistake Yes uh, Right a couple of centre halves On there One guy was a bit more Of a utility man And a kind of Wee creative Attacking type Okay, leave it there See what you can come up with John uh, We're going to hear from Derek McInnes soon Because it was a big weekend for him And it didn't go his way So we'll hear from him in a second But John's an Aki's fan In Hamilton John, yesterday Is that a, is that the springboard Which launches you towards Yet another survival campaign? Well, firstly guys uh, Gordon, Q and Alex Hope you are okay Thank you John Um As for being a springboard This is Aki's you're talking about we don't know what's going to happen the next game. It's just that's very true. We are always capable of springing up a surprise result, but I think we've all forgot that Aki's were actually the last team to beat Rangers in the league campaign in uh, March last yeah, season. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've got a couple of points to make about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no one for collating. That's on fixtures and that, but Arakis to have seven strikes at goal on target against Rangers, who are allegedly the best defence in Scottish football, it beggars belief because we've not done that all season. And my second point is Alec picked up my boy Hamilton earlier on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Jamie was introduced to the first team squad last season and it didn't go well. 
as well know he had these uh, issues with disciplinary problems. Mm-hmm. But this young boy, the development over the last few months has been incredible. And he's turning out to be like a young Alan Hansen. He's got that physique about him. And he's so comfortable on the ball. And insiders at the club have been backing this boy up for the last few seasons. I'm wondering what the panel's uh, opinions are on the boy Hamilton. Yeah, I think just on the stats from yesterday, John's right, it was the busiest Alan McGregor's been in a league game. There's also, there's no allegedly in in the sense that Rangers are the best defence in the league when you look at the the number of goals they've conceded. So well done to the Ackies. What about Jamie Hamilton? I like him, Gordon. I like him. He's um, he's got a lot of good attributes. And uh, John talks about some of his mishaps last last year, a few red cars, a few mistakes. Gordon, I have any issues with that as well. I think this is one of the great things that Hamilton do. They promote from within their youth. They give them an opportunity. They give them a platform. And the club's been very successful of kind of showcasing them and getting good money back in for some of them. You know, McCarthy, uh, MacArthur, MacArthur, MacArthur. Yeah, very good. Easton as well went for decent money. So, you know, it's just another one in the, in the conveyor belt. Once he fills out Gordon, he's got natural attributes to kick on. And, and I'm absolutely certain that there'll be teams will be watching him now. See, it's particularly because he's a centre half. Yeah. Does that make it even more impressive? Because it's not really a position that you would you can throw a youngster in, you know, now and then. You bring you bring a winger on, you bring a striker on ten minutes here and there, see how he goes. Jamie Hamilton is a centre half, he's only eighteen and he's he's over I think he's surpassed thirty first team appearances already. It's brilliant, Gordon. I, I often talk about when my own development when I was at Falkirk, I played over a hundred games in three years and I was ready to go. So th- this boy's on course He can hit round about the 100 mark as well The time he gets to 20 And it just gives you an unbelievable grounding And a platform to kick on And, and listen, I'm seeing enough to see You know, and again You have to factor in that You know, with the players running about And I mean this with the greatest respect It's, it's very difficult to Hamilton Because of resources So, you know, he has a bright future ahead Quite simply, John, are you staying up? Oh, it's touching good, say. <laughs> Touching that That's fine I don't mind sitting on the fence With that one Because uh, Hugh Keevans You'd need to be mad To write off the Ackies I know every, t- every time People say Is this their season And you can keep You can build a case as well You look at it at the moment They have been toiling yeah. But They can It's a bit of a cliche When teams play the old firm Because It's a different challenge But Of course People will look at that yesterday And say If they can play like that Every week They won't go down to use another final cliche, it's about fine margins now. You know, that they were one up on Ross County and then White and Mackay came in and scored the two late goals. Uh, they were better than Rangers yesterday and they did work Alan McGregor. But it took a late goal just to get them a draw. Now they'll go to Livingston with David Martindale's bubble having been burst by St Johnston. And that will make for another fascinating Wednesday evening game because might there be a domino effect where Livingston are concerned? Could the Ackies take advantage of that? So there are three terrific games on on Wednesday night. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Thank you, John, the Hamilton Ackies fan from Hamilton. Good to speak to you. Um, any more on this teaser? I can see yes. a lot of people playing along at home. I can see Craig Pringle's got one that you're looking for. Uh, even producer Callum is texting from next door Trying to take part in that He's probably seen the question earlier as well That's just ridiculous about this guy um, Any more? Yes, Grant Hanley Yes, Grant Hanley, 29 See, this caps. is the thing with this Twitterati mob This is the thing you'll realise They'll go and they, they batter the mm-hmm. the mistakes But you've got to kind of realise the good stuff as well I know, I do feel like Dalgleish is 
Kenny, it's a why. I, I, I do feel like me. that's worse than 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 Hanley is good. If that makes any sense, <laughs> that's terrible grammar for me. But uh, anyway, any more? Sorry, Hugh, I missed that. I had the wrong fader up because I forgot that you're on your landline. <laughs> I know, that's why we shoot Grant Hartley and then Ah, sure, likely story Alec Ray jumped in there Any others? Yeah. Right, three more, that's fine um, Okay, we'll get we'll get back to it uh, Let's hear from some of the other managers at the weekend There's been a Well, I mean, there's always a lot said about yes. Derek McInnes at Aberdeen I feel like it's picked up a bit of pace recently um, Some more fans a bit disgruntled at the way things are going but still up there in and about the portion of the league you would expect. But then it was it was billed as you know the battle for third, the battle for these European places, and Hibs ended up winning it at Easter Road on the day. So here's what Derek McInnes said at full time. Disappointing to lose such a, an important game. It was obviously a big game for us. I think we've seen all the fixtures against Hibs is a big game. You know, I think the, um, Hibs have um, been pretty clear about trying to get that third spot this season. I think the fact that they've held on to their players through the window from despite big money offers. Um, made the fact they made good signings in the start of January. You know, we always felt these games against Hibs this season would be very important. Uh, we won the last two. Um, and today I felt like there was nothing really in the start of the game. Um, pitch was difficult for both sets of players. I thought the penalty decision had a big bearing on the outcome, um, or certainly how the first half played out. I think it's a poor decision. You know, I, I like Willie Collin. I think he's one of our best referees. And, um, but I just don't see. I think Murphy does well driving into the box, but he toe pops into the side netting, and Lewis has actually tried to, I think, stop himself getting him. Um, Having seen it again, I still think it's such a harsh decision. And I thought from then on, I didn't think we responded well to that penalty. Complaint from Derek McInnes Yeah I can understand What Derek's saying But listen You know I like Young Ferguson as well um, He gives the referee a, a decision Because he leads with his body And then as a coming together With Murphy So you know He could defend the situation A lot better And, and take that out of the equation Hugh the thing is when, when fans start Holding a banner up Saying Derek out Or whatever And, and these things Pick up a bit of momentum It's difficult to know how much is behind that? How many people does that speak on behalf of? And does that mean that, that Derek McInnes's position is under serious question? Maybe Dave Cormack sitting in Atlanta or wherever he is, I'm sure he'll be listening and thinking, not at all, I've got full faith in this guy. But you have to have the discussion when you start seeing these things. The vultures are circling, and they have been circling for almost a year now, Gordon. And the stats at the moment, one win in their last eight for Aberdeen, no goals at all scored in their last four matches. That's why the vultures are circling. And Derek, I, I wish him well. I think he's a terrific fella. But he's had one trophy win in eight years at Petaudry. And they have the third biggest budget in the country. That's why the vultures are circling. And Aberdeen versus St Mirren at the weekend is a must win for Derek McInnes. And on the other hand Alex I'm sure we've heard a lot of this before They're generally third or fourth or, or sort of where they should be Winning trophies isn't easy He keeps getting them to finals And coming up against Celtic teams Which do not lose cup games yep. So you can It's a never ending debate this one Until until it does end And, and either he decides to leave or, or Aberdeen decide to make that decision Listen I think he's made In his post-match there He was saying They've obviously lost a couple of players In the window as well Cosgrove is going uh, Hibs were fortunate enough to keep mm. theirs You have to roll with the punches 1-1-8 uh, one, one Becoming more and more difficult 8 league games as well Gordon And, and the scoring mm -hmm. record doesn't help the, his plate If he can get a couple of wins soon I'm sure it'll uh, yeah. arrest uh, yeah, next, this, this 
Content up there Next few weeks could be interesting Because for five points behind yeah. Hibs at the moment But they do have a game in hand But Livingston are only five points behind Aberdeen And they've played the same amount of games So we will wait and see Right, let's finish off by Hopefully completing tonight's teaser Just let me remind you at home Again, that if you want to send a question in It's fulltime at Clyde1.com That's what Eric did tonight He got in touch to say There are ten players to play for Scotland Since 1980 With more than 25 caps Whose surname ends in a Y Paul McStay, Colin Hendry, Craig Burley David Neri, Frank Gray Gray, Grant Hanley And Billy McKinley Which means you have a couple more to get I've got one here I'll decide You ready Shug? Chris, uh-huh. Christian Daly Yes uh, 67 brilliant. caps for him Okay Any more for any more but You said another centre half And then a playmaker yeah. um, I'm thinking about the playmaker I just remember I was about to use this really cheesy clue on this guy on the teaser a few weeks ago and someone stole in, got the answer and I didn't get the chance to use the clue and the clue was going to be what are you going to do when the show ends? You're going to leave the building. Who might leave the building? Presley. Stephen Presley. Presley. Uh, uh-huh. uh, right, last one. So we're looking for the playmaker, Shunk. Mm-hmm. 47 caps, I would say last What generation? For- I'd say he last played for Scotland maybe four years ago, something like that. Last couple, oh, right? Big okay. player under the you know the Strachan era. Yeah. Uh, His club up here was Celtic on more than one occasion. Down south, Aston Villa, Wigan. Oh, Maloney. <laughs> he was about to say that and you oh, Nick <laughs> Sean Maloney Right Hugh Take care Hopefully the snow clears up And we'll get you back In crystal clear quality Later in the week Bye bye boys Good man Thank you to Alex Ray Thank you to you Though as always Much appreciated Even just Sitting quietly And keeping us company We love that Thanks for all the tweets And the calls as well We are back tomorrow Yet again Midweek football On Wednesday So we'll build up to that In the company of Roger Hanna And Gordon DL In the meantime Stay right there Callum Gallagher Is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompson's.com.